Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation. Sapphire's the birthstone of September. Welcome to the Fact Off. Welcome to the Fact Off, your weekly battle of facts, y'all. Alex is the host, not a slack off. Mike's got the facts that'll smack y'all. But don't worry, cuz Pat's got your back, y'all. It's the Fact Off. It's the Fact Off. Yeah, it's the Fact Off. Welcome to the Fact Off, a weekly podcast where we bring you a random and obscure fact, and you, the listeners, can decide the winner. I'm Alex, your host, and with me, as always, is Mike. What's up, buddy? So, Mike, you said the new Little Ving show sucks. <laughs> He's on record. No, I, I'm, I'm on record of not ever saying that. And he never. Those okay. words have never left my lips. And then with me is my other co-host who thinks the new Lord of the Rings show is the best show ever, Pat. Hey, everybody. Oh, you got to watch it. It's the best. Mike hates it. Yeah. Why do you hate it so much, Mike? You used to be the biggest Lord of the Rings fan. It's too woke. Yeah. Alex, you're just mad because you can't, you don't have time in your life to watch it. It's true. It's been out for like four days. I haven't watched it yet. (laughs) Yeah. It's like it's been like a, it's like on this fifth season. Yeah. Quit raising your kids. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> make them watch. Who needs kids? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, each week you, the listeners, get to decide on the winner. And last week' winner was. Let me check the notes. Wait, are we going to check the calculator? Yeah, check the. Can you calculate them, Mike? Yeah, your notes are pointless because we have this fat calculator right here, ready to go. Um, let me power it on real quick. It's actually solar powered, so it's it, it was sitting in the dark for a while, so I had to like charge it up with some light. Did you, did um, you try to unplug it and plug it back in? Yeah, I did do that. All right, well, it looks like I'm I'm the winner. Yay! The people at the Smithsonian will definitely put my fact down into their like annals. Yeah, it's like uh, the end of uh, Indiana Jones, where they just have all the good facts they put in the big, <laughs> in the crates. They belong in a museum. And then yeah. all of our facts end up like in uh, Argo, where they shred them, and then people are trying to piece them back together. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm the winner, because I feel like just my facts just that important and needs to live on for eternity. Yeah. And what's your victory fact? Well, my victory fact, uh, it's... Um, kind of like allergy season, but this is, is kind of weird. Kinda, it makes me cry. It's, I think it's for some people. It's always allergy season. <laughs> Let's just be clear. Um, but your nose and sinuses make over a liter of mucus a day. A Thanks day? Yes. And it just goes back into like our throat. Uh, there's there's no other uh, additional information. Oh, that's my thing. The no yeah. further questions is my thing. You can't steal That's my. A, is that this on average or that? Oh yeah, it's what have so to be on probably average. just on average. It, it there's no. Whenever you see a generalized fact like that, it's never. It's not like you can't just uh, say every single person has this exact same mucus. Uh, because like when I wake up in the morning, first thing is that I do is I shoot out at least like a, a half a liter mucus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> half a liter just. Out of one nostril and then another half out of the other. Like the spray bottles from the Three Stooges. That's what I do. (laughs) That's why Kleenex (laughs) stays in business, man. Yeah. So, 
That's an interesting fact, Mike. Thank you for bringing it to our attention. Yeah, <laughs> thank you're you. welcome. Public service announcement. <laughs> Everyone, you have so much mucus. You have but a now, lot of mucus. Now it's people. time for Pat, fact, 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 factacular. Pat, 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 factacular. Fact, 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 factacular. Pat, factacular. Hey, everybody. <sighs> welcome to Pat's factacular fact off portion of the show where I read five facts from my weekly fact calendar. And Mike and Alex get to tell me why they all suck. Yep. <laughs> all right, first up. Did you know Toto was paid $125 per week while filming The Wizard of Oz? And they underpaid him? Yeah. It's still more than uh, teachers get paid, am I right? Wait, yeah. the, are you talking about the band? The dog. Like, yeah. The... Here it rains down in Africa. Yeah, can you believe they paid them for that? Africa. Well, speaking of Welsh folklore, did you know Cor- corgis carried fairies? Really? Yeah. They don't do anything else. Yeah, well, it's in the latest episode of Lord of the Rings, but you won't watch it, so. I'm not going to yeah. watch it. You jerk. What's that? Giant pandas? Yes. I did ask that. Yeah. Giant pandas eat approximately 28 pounds of bamboo a day. I think I knew that, because they're like roughly on my schedule of eating bamboo. But how much mucus do they produce? There needs to be a follow-up. Oh, there is a follow-up. Four liters of mucus. <laughs> oh, wow. I wonder if you could drink that stuff. Very specific. Vitamins. <laughs> yep, it's a very specific follow-up. I'm good. What? <laughs> no, I don't need to drink it. Oh. Okay. Okay, how many vitamins it has? Uh, well, we're bottling up and them up in liters. What are we going to do with these liters of mucus? You throw them at your enemies. That's true. true. Good one, Alex. <laughs> Thank you. Speaking of good one, did you know Miss Piggy was originally named Piggy Lee? No, but it was a good change. <laughs> I, li- I like Piggy Lee, but it wouldn't have been as funny later on, you know? Yeah. And. Who's your favorite is, Muppet? Uh, Probably Kermit. Yeah. Because everyone picks all the funny ones. I like Fozzie. See? what I say? What about you, Mike? Yeah, f- I'm with the Foz. <laughs> we all seen your tattoo. Yeah, the big Fozzy bear right on my chest. <laughs> I thought you were going somewhere else with that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, this one is a question for you, though. There are only three countries that don't use the metric system. Do you know what they are? The U.S. One, check. Um, America Australia. Junior. America Junior, sorry. Nope, and Australia, nope. The answers are Liberia and Myanmar. Oh, that was going to be my next guess. Come no, it wasn't. it wasn't. If you're listening to the show for the first time, Alex often tells lies. <laughs> Not lies. I just pinpoint your uh, wrong facts yep. from your fact of the day calendar. And that's it. Those are the facts. Uh, which one is the worst one? Which one is the best one? Um, I thought they were all good this week. What? All really good, yeah. Really good? Really I think the worst one was the Toto one because it didn't clarify whether it was the band Toto or a dog. Well, it would be like wild if it was the band because I don't know if the band was a lot of members were alive when the movie was made. <laughs> they could have been children. That's true. I don't know a lot about the band Toto, so very, they very well could have been alive. Yeah, they formed no. when they were children and uh, they were like the first child band uh, that stayed around forever. Do you, is it true that the Lollipop Guild changed their name to Toto? 
I think so. When they got bigger. <laughs> yeah, when they grew up. Yeah. When they grew up, yes, they uh, formed the band Toto. Well, that's it. That's the fun factacular. Well, thanks, Pat, for providing that from your calendar. Hopefully a, you get another yeah. one for Christmas. <laughs> I do that. It's a nice little like ease into the facts. You know, you got to dip your toe. We're about to give yeah. people a deep end facts here. They're hard yeah. end facts coming. Bam. Mike throws them right in. Yeah, he's always yeah. throwing stuff at people. <laughs> yeah. I love throwing facts at people, you know. And, uh, and since you won, Mike, you can decide the order that we go. Between you and Pat, which one do you think has the shorter fact? This My week? fact is relatively short this week. Mine is relatively short as well. We left a lot of room for you, Mike. I think Pat should go first because he did not go first last week. It's true. I did not, and I did not win. I'm on a, a very epic losing streak. So well, fans out yeah, there, yeah, I don't. I don't think I've heard your name being said on this podcast in well, the winner's circle. I, I was going to say, Alex said that at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I have a very obvious fact, and people probably know this, but... All right, all right, all right. Uh, Alex, you go first, then. <laughs> go ahead, Pat. All right. It is the curse of Pharaoh Tutankhamun. <gasps> King Tut? King Tut himself. Ever heard King of him? Tut. Yeah, Everyone knows I, I, King Tut. I think Tut. I've heard of him. Yeah. Do you know the curse of King Tut? Don't say it yeah. if you do. No. All right. Well, I'm going to give everybody if you listening. You stare in a mirror, right? You look in the mirror and say King Tut like five times with the lights out. Yeah. And I heard someone call him King Butt one time and he killed him on the spot. <laughs> All right. King Tutankhamun ruled Egypt as a pharaoh for 10 years until his death at the age of 19. And this was around 1324 BC. So a very long Ooh, time ago. The year Dang. I was born. The yes, his young death has many theories. People they can't pinpoint what, how he died, but uh, there are some theories. Uh, first, in 2010, DNA tests discovered that his parents were brother and sister. Yep. Oh, that's pretty it. common. Yeah, it was uh, very common amongst uh, the royalty. Yeah. That's why you see a lot of like those like the pharaoh lines, and and it's usually like the high general takes over, and then his family ends because they want to keep the bloodline pure. Yep. So that was one theory. Uh, he also had a crippling bone bone disease, and he had a club left foot. Bonitis? Yep, he had bonitis. Uh, DNA tests also showed he had multiple malaria infections that could have led to his death. So these are all different things that could have led <laughs> not to his death. Not just one malaria infection. He multiple. had, like, all the different strains. He had, like, malaria A, <laughs> malaria A.1. Yeah. yeah, he got all. Uh, when he died, he was given a traditional Egyptian mummification burial. You guys know what that is, right? Yeah. Wait, oh, take out yeah. all the organs, you put them in little jars. Yep, they uh, removed his organs, wrapped them in resin-soaked bandages. A 24-pound solid gold portrait mask was placed over his head and shoulders, and he was laid in a series of nested containers. Three golden right. coffins. Let me finish. A granite sarcophagus. Let me finish. And four gilded wooden shrines. Wait, let me finish. More? Okay. The, no, that's how I plan to bury all of you, both of you guys. You don't have that many gilded shrines. I'm working on it. I have six. Damn, I have a lot of he gilded needs eight. shrines. <laughs> uh, apparently, they were so big that the largest uh, could barely fit in the tomb. So, the tomb was Damn. packed to the ceiling with more than five thousand artifacts, including furniture, chariots, clothes, weapons, and 130 walking sticks because he had a bad foot. But it was also packed with. <laughs> Wait, you can only use one walking stick at a time. Why would you need 130 of them? 
because it's probably every day of the week you want to have like a different fashion going. Yeah, if you're the if you're the how many pharaoh, pairs of pants do you same... wear? Mike, uh, Mike wears I, have the same... a, I do have 177 <laughs> pairs of pants. Answer the question. <laughs> uh, but did you know what else was packed into the tomb? Ooh, a curse. I thought you were saying like Lunchables. Of the Bambino? Oh, could you also like echo that? Like curse, 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 curse. Everybody curse. I'm going to start telling Mike to do things in post. Curse, 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 curse. Everybody. So in, that was, so he died around 1324 BC in 1922. The year Mike was born. British archaeologist Howard Carter had been excavating Egyptian antiquities for three decades. Yep. And what a King, boring life. I know. Well, it was probably like Indiana Jones where every day is an adventure. Um, King Tut's tomb, I don't know if you know this, was the most intact tomb ever discovered. I did. It had to do with like he was sort of like forgotten about. Like his dad, uh, I read this, I don't have this written down, but his dad changed like a lot of the religion like focus in the country and King Tut tried to undo that when he was alive and then the next guy came and undid that and it was sort of like he was sort of brushed aside, so um, it was like kept I intact. I also heard they think because like there might have been like a rock slide mm-hmm. buried yeah. his tomb more than all those tombs, and people just forgot about it. Yeah. Um, all right. It was so much stuff. It took ten years to catalog and empty the whole tomb. In early 1923, Howard Howard assisted in that throw to himself. Well, he did. So Howard Carter and his financier friend George Herbert, Lord <gasps> Carnarvon. And uh, lover, come, Mike. How come you're not my finance uh, finance friend? Where you pay me to do stuff. <laughs> I do pay you to do stuff. Oh, Mike, you don't want to be the financier for this trip, <gasps> because in 1923 they ceremoniously opened the long obscured burial chamber of the boy pharaoh, and two months later, that financier Carnarvon was dead. <gasps> dun dun dun. Did he get stabbed? No. No, a mummy attack. Probably him. caught some sort of like disease or something from the So tomb. he was killed by blood poisoning from an infected mosquito bite on his cheek. Yeah. But that's not enough to prove a curse. Yes. His half brother also died from blood poisoning. Ooh. Sir Maybe Archibald should, should have just not gone to that part of the country and they probably got bit by the same mosquito. It was the same one. He was like, I'm gonna get this whole family. I don't care how half related they are. And you don't say, but the mosquito is six feet tall. <laughs> this sounds like a, a cheapo ripoff of like Jaws. Like the mosquitoes after the entire family. This happened in 1922. If anything, Jaws is a ripoff of King Tut. Yeah, Steven Spielberg. Wanted, Wouldn't that be great if Steven Spielberg was inspired by the mosquito story? Yeah, the mayor still wanted to keep King Tut's tomb open. Mm-hmm. And the, the mosquito weekend. kept coming back. <laughs> They're going to need a bigger fly swatter. All right. So another person, Sir Archibald Douglas Reed died of a mysterious illness later. And George J. Gould died from a fever following his visit to Egypt. Among many others, a lot of people died. And this was, this one's kind of fun. Uh, object. Well, it's not really fun, but objects from the tomb were given as gifts to the guy Carter's friend, Sir Bruce Ingram, whose house burned down not long after. And after they rebuilt it, the house flooded. So these are all instances of the curse. Which brings me to my fact. Is there a curse? Well, no. In, 19, in 2002, the British Medical Journal 
studied uh, the survival rates of the 44 Westerners from whom, with whom Carter identified as being with him when they opened the tomb, and they found no significant association between potential exposure to the mummy's curse and survival, as well as no sign at all that those who were exposed were more likely to die within 10 years. So, to answer your question, there was no curse. It was just coincidence. I think they just had poor health care back then, and if you got a mosquito bite... Uh... Yeah. But it's so much more fun to let your imagination run wild with, like, ooh, like, we don't know anything about this, you know, 2,000-year-old mummy. Didn't they say when the couple of them opened, like, a box, released the mummy, and then he was, like, sucking off their skin to regrow his skin? Mm-hmm. And then he, like, uh, controlled all the sands of the desert to attack them. Yeah. And then later controlled all the water to attack them in a very similar fashion. And my last fact about King Tut is his golden mask is on display at the Egyptian Museum in Cairo. And that is the curse of Pharaoh Tutankhamun. The curse of Pharaoh Tut. Good luck spelling Tutankhamun. It's not that hard. Okay, Mike, who goes next? Me or you? I'm just going to do it because you went first last week. Yep. So, uh... What's common in science fiction movies, this kind of lead into it a little bit, but um, the common thread with a lot of science fiction movies is that humans can't really trust robots. Like, we've all seen iRobot, and that's the only one I can, could think of. <laughs> to be fair, robots can't trust humans. Is it to your point that uh, robots are getting sexier and sexier <laughs> and trying to steal all men? I heard a podcast about that. Yeah. That's one thing you can't trust about robots is yeah, but now we can't, we won't procreate, and then the human race would die out. Alex is getting yeah. real turned on by those Boston dogs. <laughs> <laughs> but some professors in Canada wanted to ask the, an opposite question, so they wanted to know instead: Can robots trust human beings? The answer is no. We don't value. We don't see value in their existence, so we treat them as objects. Well, yeah, you're kind of skipping Sexual ahead. Object. But... Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, professors David Harris Smith and Frau Zeller designed a robot named what? Hitch Hitchbot. Um, oh, I know this one. <laughs> <laughs> I know this story. <laughs> the first guy was the great great-grandson of Howard Carter from Pat's Fact. Wow, this is all connected. Well, thanks, Alex, for that stupid interruption. That's not true. I'm sorry. I was just making a joke. Oh, good one. All right. Uh, uh, funny. Ha-ha-ha. Uh, and uh, these guys de- developed this uh, hitchhiking robot to test the kindness of strangers, essentially. So, I will. I so, refuse to talk for the rest. I just well, you know, jump in when you want. Uh, so, <laughs> just to kind of uh, give a mental picture of what Hitchbock looked like, um, he was like a bucket tor. He had a bucket torso, like just a regular five gallon bucket, and out of the bucket, it had legs and arms made out of blue pool noodles, <laughs> and it had yellow boots and like little. Little uh, hands, and uh, it ha- go ahead, Pat. Are you trying to pull a usual suspect? You're just describing Alex right now. <laughs> he does have a bucket torso <laughs> and pull noodle arms. <laughs> uh, he does, 
and it had like an LED uh, like lights on its like for eyes and mouth. So it was kind of like a funky looking robot. It was very cheaply made. Um, did it actually move or do anything? No. It well, it did. It had like a GPS built into it, so it had a GPS. It had um, 3G, so it pe- people could follow this robot online to see where it traveled. Um, yeah, but it's it's not really a robot as much as like a is it a flat Stanley. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it but it also like um, took pictures of its surroundings, and oh, it okay. and it uh, did ha- say things. So it did kind of like say things about its mission. Um, but it wasn't like it. You couldn't have like a conversation with it. It wasn't. It was. It was the most bare bones robot you could even think of. It was just kind of like a cute, like it's almost like you left an object out with like instructions on it. Say, hey, please bring me from point A to point Z, and then people would just pick it up and well, point you know, Z, jeez, yeah, <laughs> skipping all the points in between. Yeah, come on, man. No, it even had like fun little contraptions built in. Like they built in like a like a a child's uh, a car seat bottom into it, so you could easily buckle it into your car if you wanted to. Um, it charged up with a solar panel, but also you could plug it into your car lighter to charge it up if you needed to like keep it juiced up. Very nice. And people were like fo- like tons of people were following the Twitter account. For- it had its own Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and and there was. Thousands and hundreds of thousands of people following it through its was, journey. Was one of the creators off during the summer so he would post more about it? <laughs> yeah, he posted <laughs> all about it on his uh, social media. The only <laughs> thing that matches this story that you're saying is these guys were professors. Um, Pat is not a professor. He's like the next level down. <laughs> a few levels down, probably. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Hitchbox had its first trip on July 27th, 2014, and it went across Canada. So from July 27th through August 21st, it just, you know, slowly made its way across Canada, and it became like a national phenomenon. Uh, People were, like, talking about it all over. Uh, People were, like, picking it up and taking pictures and selfies with it, all sorts of, like, fun stuff. It was, like, a really cool, um, you know, like, social experiment almost um it even was like seen at like a pow like you know how like uh like the native people like had powwows every once in a while like it was even found like at a powwow and they uh they gave it a nickname iron woman so yeah (laughs) canada canada seems like a perfect place to like kind of test this out first because canada is like typically seen as a more a more polite society i feel like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah maybe just a little bit <laughs> just a little bit so the next trip it went on uh decided to go to europe so this is trip two they actually had to make a hitch spot too because i guess it just wore out you know and probably they had to put new radios in it and that sort of thing um okay. so on february 2015 it did a 10-day stint in germany so it traveled across germany and it was like a the Bell of the Ball. It was in Hopper House in Munich. Attended the Rose Monday Parade, and it even kissed a bride at her wedding near Frankfurt. Oh, if I was the husband, I would have oh, beat the be- shit out of that robot. <laughs> <laughs> Again, robots are getting sexier and sexier. It's true, they're stealing our that women. That is true. <laughs> yeah, it goes both Ro- ways. Robots are stealing our women. 
<laughs> and you're you're kind of foreshadowing a little bit with the beat the shit out of it, but um, trip number three, it's going to the Netherlands and another really kind what, look at country. a rose and something. Yeah, it got high. <laughs> it just it just went there to smoke a lot of weed. Um, its highlights it went through like the canals in Amsterdam, and it was obviously all over the country's news and. By then, like, they had to turn the GPS off a couple times just because people were just, like, all flood to where it was at. And, you know, it was just getting overpopular. Yeah, so, it's flooding my feeds. <laughs> it's flooding your feeds. This is all 2015, so this is, uh, I guess yeah, this is back when Twitter was, was, like, kind of, eh, yeah, Twitter Twitter was popular. It, it, it had a Twitter account, and it was, it's just hard to think, like, what the mindset, like, I feel like people were kind of, more interested in internet stuff back then. Like yeah, this. something big yeah, happened think. in 2016 that made everybody sad or upset. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> well, let's. They decided let's test this out in America, USA. That's where I live USA because that's where you road trip. Like America is a great road trip country. Like a lot of variety. Yeah, it's taken from Boston, Massachusetts, all the way to San Francisco. That would be a fantastic road trip. You know, a lot of people have done that. Um, That's A to Z right there. So they, yeah, they dropped it off uh, in Salem, Massachusetts with a phrase around its neck saying San Francisco or bust. Yep. And it went to a Red Sox game. People had pictures of it at the Red Sox game. And then it went to New York. I think it went to like Times Square. Those pictures posted all over the place. People were following it around excitedly through the country. And it made its way to the fine city of Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. The city of brotherly love. The city of brotherly love, let me like remind you. And then a sad picture was posted online. Hitchbot was beheaded. <laughs> it was yeah. on the ground, decapitated, and destroyed. Robots needed to be knocked down a peg. Yeah, it was feel like it was too popular. Did you happen to be in Philadelphia at this time and place, Alex? You have uh, anti-robot all over you right now. Um, no, I wish I was. It's so funny that it made it to Philadelphia. It was everywhere in Philly. We just can't handle anything <laughs> nice. I yeah, I found so many news stories about it, and some Philadelphia writers were like, "Oh, you." You can't blame Philly itself. It's just just happened to happen here, you know. <laughs> yeah, it was bound to happen. It didn't happen anywhere else for like years, and then it's like in Philly, it lasted a day. But people were trying to defend Philly, and a lot of people were like attacking Philly because of this. Um, I, I don't know if you remember the news stories. This is back in 2015, so uh, people were like uh, all over the place, like calling Philly out about this and. <gasps> And, and the ironic brotherly brotherly love thing. So yeah, but, it's, it's not it's not, it's not brother, like it's people to crap on Philadelphia. Like it's no. weird. Usually everyone just says nice things about Philly. That's so <laughs> I know it's it's easy to do. It's easy to do. <laughs> you guys just have that darn Liberty Bell. That's that's all you also, guys got. Also, like it's not like a if you're going to San Fran, why would you come? Like South, why would he not just go west? <laughs> so Alex is blaming. Like, this is victim blaming. Yeah. <laughs> he was yeah. a Red Sox fan. What do you? Come on. Yeah. Well, it, on the back of the uh, the bot, it had like kind of like the spots it wanted to go see. So 
Um, it kind of had like a Don't trip tell planned us where out. To take it, if you want people to take it from point A to point B, Z, then that people. That people yeah. take. They're like, oh, no, we want to go here. Yeah. They're not paying for it. It's wasting people's gas money. Alex, don't be negative about Chatbot. So yeah. it was beheaded. They never found the head. They never found the person who did it. But there was a lot of people who posted fake videos pretending that they did this. Like uh, a couple, like an online comedian, like the next day posted a video of it, like of him kicking the robot and uh, a lot of people thought he was the one who did it but it ended up not being the case Ed B- Basemaster Bassmaster whatever you call him um, this is why robots are going to attack Philly first yeah yeah I'll you, you are you. at the top of the list that Philly is at the top of the list for the uh, robot destruction so I keep sharpening my swords yeah my fact is called Hitchbot more like hit bitchbot <laughs> <laughs> cut out the part of me thinking <laughs> no keep it in okay who's next Mike Alex oh me nice. yeah you're next now you said it was a short one yep I like my family Ian aww um Pat you like toys yeah what's your favorite toy of all time oh like an actual toy I don't know a slinky is pretty fun yeah, Mike, I usually like the wrestlers. Uh, I, I it would have to be so uh, micro machines, you know. Like yeah. I like Legos, Le- Lego, and micro machines. Uh, you're both wrong. The, your favorite toy is Potato Head. That's right, Mister Potato forgot Head. Was my favorite toy. Yeah. So how did we get to the Potato Head that we all know and love? So in 1949, George Ladner. Let me fill the listeners in real quick. Immediately when you started reading off the guy's name and date, Pat just had the biggest yawn I've ever seen him do. It was a coincidence. (laughs) No coincidence. Mark that against Alex's fact. All right, go on. Go on. My fact's great. Um, Developed Mr. Potato Head. So he... (laughs) I guess they said he used to make dolls for his little sister and he would steal potatoes from his mom, uh, grandmother's uh, garden or his mother's garden. Then I saw one story where like his kids were bored on a rainy day so he got like toothpicks and stuff and was put them in so the kids can play with the potato head. But he came up with these the idea for Mr. Potato Heads where things you can push into a potato and have fun with it, you know, make your own character and all. I think I thought he was just like a bad artist, and he t- he just could make like an oval form of a human. So, Whoa, hold so. on, real fast. People had to provide their own potatoes back then. Yeah, the we'll get to it, but yeah, it was oh, a potato. And parents weren't complaining about their toys rotting no. and like getting insects all over the house. So there was an issue. He was trying to sell his idea to people. But World War II has just happened, and people used to rationing food. You didn't waste food. World War II always just happened. Mom, why'd yeah. you eat my toy? So, and he ended up selling his idea to a cereal company for $5,000. Kellogg's. Uh, it didn't say. It just said a cereal company. Every place has had the same cereal company. <laughs> no, no. Um, so they can include it in the box, like a toy yeah, in the like box? A fi- yeah, a prize in the box. But then in 1951, he met with Harry, Henry and uh, Merle Hatzenfeld. Uh, they started their company. They sold school supplies, and then they got more into 
like school pencil box kits and then kits you can play with. These guys will later become Hasbro. What? Yep. Is that your fact? Are we done? Nope. No. But they saw the idea and they loved it because they were already in the idea of like mailing kits, like a doctor kit to kids and stuff, like kids to play with. Yeah, quit mailing me stuff. Yeah, back then, uh, kids loved playing doctor. That was always like the creepy thing. Like, oh, my daughter was, I caught my daughter playing doctor with the next door boy next door. Uh, uh, yesterday, uh, the other day, my son was playing shot, uh, doctor, and he kept giving me fake shots, and then giving me a bandaid, and it was like, here's a sword as a bandaid, and he would laugh and laugh. Um, but they loved the idea, so they Sounds bought like- for two thousand dollars. They bought the rights from the cereal company, and then they paid him five thousand dollars for the uh, rights, and then gave him a five hundred dollar advance and a five percent stake in all the sales. Uh, Oh, that's good. At least you got someone to back in. Yeah. So on May 1st, 1952, Mr. Potato Head launched for the low, low price of $0.98. Wow. It came with a set of ears, two sets of eyes, eight sets of facial hair, feet, hands, two, three sets of hats, two sets of mouths, four types of noses, and a pipe. Real fast. And it... Hold on. <laughs> okay. What are the... What are the eight sets of facial hair? Like must, different mustaches. That's a lot. He had more fa- mustaches than hats. Yeah. How many ha- how many facial hair do you have? I have one fa- facial hairs <laughs> and a lot of hats. Um. Well, it was like, and it would come with like a little styrofoam ball that they put into when they shipped it, so you can get ideas. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and. It sold a ton. You know why? Because Miss Potato Head was the first ever toy advertised on TV. Really? That's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Before that, all advertisements were geared to adults. And they're like, know what? It's geared to yeah. kids. Sign up sold. for Playboy. Yep. Uh, sold a million uh, units in this first year. In 1953, Mrs. Potato Head came along. It wasn't that long ago. They had like 50 accessories. They also had kids. Spud, a boy, and Yam, a girl. And they had different activities. You know, they had a car, a boat, a kitchen, a stroller. But in 1960s, this is where Mike comes in. Parents were complaining. Because you're playing with a potato, it ends up rotting. Kids would like leave them around and your house would start to smell and all. Oh, and wait, then, so the original Mr. Potato Head was an actual potato? Yeah, you would yeah. get a potato. I, I thought that was that like question. I thought that was like the old original prototype. I thought they actually made a real no. product. Okay. No. This is terrible. And then, because like you were pushing them in the potatoes, they were like really sharp plastic, so that didn't, wasn't good anymore. So in the 1960s, that's when the plastic potato head came. And then the next big jump was in 1965, because, like, the pieces were smaller for the potato head. Yeah. So safety regulations, they had to double in size and remove all, like, the smaller choking hazard pieces. So it didn't actually come with a potato in the box, Alex. It just came with the the, the actual equipment. BYOP. Yeah, Yeah, bring your own potato. Okay. Yep. And then the next big jump in 1987, Mr. Potato Head became the spokesperson for the great annual Great American Smokeout, and he gave up his pipe. No, Great Smokeout is a 
national quit smoking campaign. Good for him, though. It's tough. Yeah, I can't believe they made him give up his crack pipe. Yep. <laughs> uh, and then in 2000, he was inducted into the Toy Hall of Fame. That's two Toy Hall of Fame facts we've had so far. And that is the brief history of the potato. Where does his wife show up? Yeah, we're, yeah. Did his wife make him quit smoking? Is that part of the fact? <laughs> that no, that should 19... be the fact, yeah. 1953, I already said it. And then he had a son, Spud, and a daughter, Ham. Yam. I missed that part. I wasn't listening. Can you yeah, start he... over? <laughs> Please, yeah, start over. Um, I, yeah. I, I, I assume that you're just going through the list of all the uh, toys that are in the national whatever toy. Yeah, we next did Hall Barbie. What's next? Barbie. So he, he alternates between like moons, uh, toys, and um, the holidays. To be fair, yep. I did the Slinky one. I want respect from my Slinky fact. It's one of my yeah. favorite ones. That's true. I take back everything I said about Alex just now. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yep, but there's my fact called Potato Man. I like it. And Mike, can you put it in like that in the way I said it? So yeah, there you have accent. it. Yeah, the three facts for tonight are Curse of Pharaoh Tutankhamen. What is it? What's the long name of it? Tutankhamen. Tutankhamen. The Tutan Curse of King Tut. <laughs> and then you have uh, Bitchbot. What, oh, what was it? Uh, Hitchbot. You just, you just called him that because he was murdered in your alma mater. Yeah. Well, yeah and let that be a lesson to all you robots listening to this right now because we know you're listening. Don't come to Philly. And um, my fact, Potato Man. So uh, go to our website, factoffpodcast.com or click the link in the show notes uh, check us out on all the socials Facebook, Twitter and Instagram not on Instagram right? Or, I don't know. I don't yeah know. We're, we're on, on Facebook yeah, we're on, <laughs> our, our accounts should be banned by now because we haven't posted So uh, Pat's yeah. working this year so he'll post a little bit more on those yeah Alex uh, uh, post on our Instagram a picture of a potato Okay. You won't. Huh. Don't do it. Yeah, don't do it. I'll post a picture of a potato head. You I should. Have one in my house. That'd be couple. great. Thank you so much. Um, the folks at home the... would like to know what a potato head looks like. Yeah. And then. Um, he's he's going to post a picture of his face. <laughs> oh, sick burn. Well, I do have eight different types of facial hair, so. <laughs> yeah. And uh, rate and review us on all the podcasts Apple, Spotify. And uh, have a great day.